Hello and welcome to Plot Trists. This is Lane. This is Meg. And today we're reading A Rogue's Proposal by Stephanie Lawrence. This was published in 1999 and is number four in the Bar Sinster series. And immediately prior to recording this episode, I demoted this from batshit with horses to just shit with horses. You may know if you've been listening to us, we are kind of really enjoying as guilty pleasures the sister series. I don't feel guilty. So not even a guilty series, but they're basically, they're just so wacky and weird that that's why we're enjoying them. Yeah, like there's no logic. Yeah, and in this book, it continues that same idea of no logic, but it doesn't take it far enough. Yeah, the crazy is so toned down. Yeah, so we were both really disappointed actually with this book because the other thing to know about stephanie lawrence is she writes long ass books those books are long mm-hmm. and we had to read a lot of stuff for not not enough batshit basically yeah we both and this is not up to her usual sexiness either no and that's usually her redeeming factor is the batshittery and the sex yeah so honestly i'm gonna just get right to the end and say you can skip this one you can skip it yeah But we won't, so we'll be describing it for you. We'll tell you all about it. Here is the book jacket. Demon Sinster has seen love bring his brethren to their knees, and he's vowed that he will not share their fate until he spies Felicity Partiger sneaking about his racing stable. Demon remembers Felicity as a mere chit of a girl, but now she stands before him all lush curves and sparkling eyes. Felicity knows Demon was one of the town's most eligible bachelors and a rogue of the worst sort, but he was the only one capable of getting her friend out of trouble. She knows Demon will never yield her the love she desperately seeks, but could a marriage of passion alone be enough? Never <laughs> yield her the love she desperately like, what? <laughs> Fucking robot wrote this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This I mean, I to be completely honest, I don't have any problems with this book jacket because this is what happens. Demon's like, yeah, never gonna fall in love. Literally sees mm-hmm. Felicity and is like, I'm in love. <laughs> and then spends the rest of the book trying to get her to marry him. Yeah. I mean, usually there is another subplot, and there is here, but it's just not... So I told you when we finished Scandal's Bride that it was like two and a half novels crammed into one very Mm -hmm. long novel, Mm -hmm. which is what I want. That's what we want. This is three quarters of a novel crammed into the length of one and a half novels. It's just... Yeah. I mean, compare this with Scandal's Bride, where we had, not only did we have a literal female deity, like a goddess that actually literally (laughs) talks to people, and someone's estranged father figure, so the person who was married to his mother, but, so he's illegitimate, make him be someone's guardian in a will and like get married so i mean either one of those could have been the and plot. that's not even getting into the fires and the people trying and the to poisoning. undermine and the, right and somebody tries to kill him i mean this book compared to scandal is so disappointing i know i know all right all so right. what was your 22 word summary meg all right here we go flick and demon like horses flick and demon like the general flick and demon are blonde Flick and Demon fall in love. That's the book for you. And mine is, this formulaic romance has Demon realizing Flick isn't a little girl anymore while they try to track down the syndicate fixing horse races. Yep. You may think, wow, that sounds like a generic romance novel. That is the problem. Yeah. 
Yeah, we need we need more. I needed more about the syndicate. There wasn't enough about the syndicate. Ugh. All right, let's get into it. Because there are a ton of tropes too. So she, when he, you might think from listening to the official summary. So it says he remembers Fisley. Now she stands before him, all lush curves and sparkling eyes. I mean, yes, <laughs> but she is also dressed as a man, and he immediately recognizes this stable boy as a woman. Immediately. I also found it kind of offensive how this was done. Mm-hmm. Because, like, clearly I am not expecting bisexual main characters or whatever from these romance novels most of the time. But he sees her, is turned on by her ass, and goes, there's no way I'd be turned on by a man. Yeah. And it's like, I'm sorry. Yeah. But like, what heteronormative bullshit is yeah. that? And there are, there are books who do this well. Yeah. So there is um, an Eloisa James book. But they're like, they keep staring at them like something's not right. Yeah. Something's not. So it's called Duchess by Night. And in that book, she's cross-dressing so she can go to a scandalous house party, basically. Hell yeah. Right? And the Lord Strange, so that's the... Yes. Oh my gosh, this book is great. We should read it. Okay. So Lord Strange is the guy hosting the party, and he sees her, and he's like, man, I have never been attracted to a man, but this man is hot. I have never questioned my sexuality before, but I am questioning it now. So, like... Thank you, Eloisa James. That's really fun. There's another one. I don't even need to go that far, but like for it to, it could just be originally like, what is going on here? Yeah. Like my brain is not computing what yeah. I'm seeing. For him to originally be like, that ass is female. Yeah. Oh, no. Okay. No, but and I really like Duchess by Night because Lord Strange is like, he just is sort of like, well, I, this has never no, happened to me before. But do it well. well. But I'm saying, like, I don't need yeah. the character to question his sexuality. No, you consider it done well. That's what I'm saying. Then there's another one, Governess Gone Rogue, by one of our favorites, Laura Lee Gurk, who she. It's this. It's a woman who cross-dresses to be a, not a governess, a, um, headmaster, a tutor, a tutor. Mm-hmm. And the way she does it is by wearing like these really ill-fitting, terrible clothes. And the hero in that book is always like, tutor. Like, come on, man, you have to wear better clothes. And he's trying to get him to go to his tailor and get more clothes and get better clothes because he's like, you look terrible. Um, and the way he finds it out is he's like, look, can you just tie my tie for me? And she's like, goes up to tie his tie. And he's like, wait a minute. This isn't adding up. And that's how he figures it out. See, there are ways to do it well. Yeah. And this was not it. That's what I'm saying. All right. Uh, well, look, this is a sinster, so we've got the big crazy family. Yeah. Basically, the whole issue with the sinsters is that there is so much stupidity <laughs> about the family. Like, it really just gets to me because there's all this stuff that it, it's just the sinsters. This is how sinsters work, right? Sinsters do this. Sinsters do that. And if you don't know that that, that is how the sinsters work, then you are completely in the dark. And for some odd reason, none of the women that the sisters marry understand how the sisters work. So they get these explanations of the family from some connection with the family. It's It was very weird. So in this one, it's Lady Oswaldstone. But even beyond Lady... No one friggin' talks to Flick. No. Okay, I also want to say something about Flick. Yeah. Flick is the name Felicity uses to masquerade as a boy. Yeah. It doesn't appear that she has ever used that nickname before. No one else calls her Flick. 
I don't the general know. doesn't call her Flick. The general doesn't call her Flick, but and he. But Demon calls her Flick, Demon. even when she's not. But but man. I'm saying I don't think it's a nickname of hers. I think it's basically a nickname he's adopted for Could her. Could be, yeah. That's great because uh, the general's son doesn't call her Flick. That's possible. Like, yeah. No one else thinks of her as Flick. It was literally just her name in disguise, and it's. I think it's weird that even in the book jacket, like to me, she's Felicity, and Demon yeah. has a nickname for her. Possibly, and it's written yeah. like Flick is her name. I don't know. I didn't. I thought it was. It felt like a shitty nickname trope taken to an extreme. Yeah. Well, and the whole thing for me is that her name is Flick, and she's like with horses. Yeah. So I guess you flick the way for it. There's Flicka, the Ooh. horse. Well, and there's the flick of a head. Yeah. A, a like, lot of. It's there is so much horse shit in this book, and it is so poorly done. Yeah, I hated it. Horses. <sighs> and this is coming from, look, I have read basically anything by Dick Francis that I can get my hands on, and he writes about jockeys and stuff. Like, a lot of his heroes are jockeys or former jockeys, and uh, most of his mysteries take place around the racehorse uh, track, and I love them, but it's because it's well done. Well, and I've never, like, I've ridden a horse, but I've never, like, I wasn't a horse yeah. person growing up. I didn't take lessons. I just, like, rode them when we were on vacation. But I grew up right next to a gambling track. Yeah. And a horse racing track. And so, like, I grew up around this. It's not like I friggin' hate horses. Sure. But it's so boring here. So I boring. I can't even. That's, that's the problem. That's the problem. You can read books like, for example, Dick Francis, where it's mm -hmm. interesting, even if you don't know much about it. And then you read books like this, and you're like, I don't want to know anything about it. No. Um, she's not a little girl anymore. My Which, God. can I tell you how much I hated the way this was done? So, yes. How many times did they say pigtails to describe her? And all, like, I, all I can remember is some pigtails. And he's 31, eyes. and she's 20. Which, I mean, yeah, that's an age difference, but it's not. It's not like she's 18, and he's 29. Yeah. Which... Even even that, I would have been like, yeah, don't love it, but it's okay. The thing Look, is, there's I've read George at Hire where she is eighteen and he's thirty six, and w like whatever. I mean, I don't like it. No, but I, it seems like it was played for a much bigger deal here. And like, I think it really disturbed me because of how often he thought of her mm -hmm. as a little girl. Mm -hmm. I was just like. Eh, you haven't yeah. seen her in so long. It would have been so easy to be like, wow, in my head, you're a totally different person now. Yeah. Yep. Like, he right. wasn't focusing on the age gap. He was focusing on her youth. Yeah. Yeah. Ruination. Oh, God. It's, well, here's the thing. It's subverted the first time and then and played not. straight. Yeah. Eh, it's boring. We'll talk uh, about it. There's a lot of gambling. It's a lot of gambling. It's a lot of gambling. He does throw some rocks at her window. Oh, and she throws rocks at his window, too. Yep. I think they both throw rocks at each other's windows. Um, there's a masquerade. <laughs> she is very mature for her age. As he thinks about. Oh, She's wow. 20 years old. Like, I'm really sorry. <laughs> She's 20. She's 20. I know. You know, people can graduate from college when they're 20. Yeah. Like, not often, but they can. Yep. I don't know. I'm not saying that I was the smartest person in the world when I was 20, but I was mature enough to choose my husband. Well, and I graduated from college at 21, mm -hmm. but, like, barely. Yeah. I wasn't that much older than her. <laughs> um, this is definitely a, what is this strange feeling? Could it be... Could it be love? love? Is, it, is this yeah. love? <laughs> is this love what I'm feeling? All right. As you can guess, this is, like, our least favorite of the Sinsters. I mean, so far, so there's far. a billion of them. Maybe I'll like there's one less eventually. There's just not enough batshit and too much offensive crap. The problem is that if there's not 
enough batshit, then you start realizing how offensive they are. Especially sexist. Because, mm -hmm. like, the censors, one of their family creeds or whatever is that they protect their women. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, when enough insane shit is happening that they can't focus on that and the women get to act independently, it's yeah. fine. Flick ends up really sheltered by him, and it's oh annoying. Oh my god, it's so annoying. And it's so he can preserve her innocence. And it's used so many times, not in the ten in the sense of her physical innocence. So like they have sex a lot. Oh, and pre-marriage. But he wants to keep her like mentally innocent, which really translates to ignorant. And especially when it's like they're trying to track down a crime syndicate, and like maybe I could have been okay with him taking more of the investigation in his hands because he was afraid for her safety. I yeah. probably still would have hated it, but at least that would have been justifiable. But he, like, won't explain to her how society works yeah. or yeah. why he's behaving the way yes. he is. It well, we will get sense. there because... Let's try to... Let's do, like, okay. a chronological summary because we have a lot of offensive shit to talk about. Okay. So... Uh, so what happens is they meet because she, he he recognizes her as a woman immediately. No, can, I, can, we, can I back up a little? He Do runs it. away to his country estate because he's fleeing love. Yeah. And yeah. not like love from a particular person, but the concept. He's like, oh my God, three of my cousins are married now. Well, two of my cousins and my brother. And that's so stupid. And I don't want love. So I'm going to skip the season and go hang yeah. out with horses. This is 100% exactly what his brother Vane did. Yes. So Vane was like, I need to get away from town. I'll run away from love and of course the place where he found refuge the first person he sees he falls in love with her and, oh my god he falls in love with her because he sees her butt it's the same thing <laughs> <laughs> apparently that's what they do in this family <laughs> i just i just realized that you remember that yes yes so anyway both like literally both of them are running away from love they both see that ass that ass yeah. And then they're in love. <laughs> All right. Okay. Why was she riding his horse, Lane? Because she was masquerading as a stable boy, trying to find out who the individual going around to all the stables asking jockeys and stable hands to fix races was. Yeah. So basically, she's the she has tragic dead parents. Mm-hmm. So she's the ward of this dude named the general. <laughs> the he general. He is a really great guardian. He's a great guy. He has a biological son who's two years older than Flick, who, and the general is very well respected within the horse racing circles. Um, he has some sort of function, some sort the of jockey club. stud book or something. Yeah, I don't he know maintains. exactly what it. He's like. And here's up. the thing: we don't exactly know what in the world that means or why it's important. But he's like in charge of some aspect of the horse world. Yeah. So his son apparently had gotten caught up in the fixers, had been fixing races, mm -hmm. and then one day got really ill. And, and so couldn't make the fix couldn't make the fix because he was prevented from leaving the house by his well-meaning like family and then so he basically started getting hunted by these people and so flick volunteered to go kind of be the eyes and ears and try to uncover what was really going on in a way to clear his name yeah and dylan that's the son's whatever name, he's in hiding because on property yeah because he's gonna get both his legs broken and put in concrete and killed or you know? the horse racing governing body is going to catch him and right finish him. like either way he's either fucked. way he's screwed yeah uh, so, so demon finds her, realizes it, follows her. She's like, "Okay, demon, you gotta help me um, figure this out." And because demon also has this great respect and love for the general, he agrees to help out, even though he kind of thinks in his head, "Well, he, Dylan deserves to be pilloried mm -hmm. for 
having fixed all these races. But the general doesn't deserve the general doesn't deserve the three. This is another thing all these in this series that all these criminals get away with all the crap that they do because they want to protect the family's name. Yeah. So okay. So then the rest of the book, like I'm not even kidding, the rest of the book is basically them very slowly discovering clues. So they find one guy who's been fixing the races and then that guy goes to a prize fight. So Flick follows him to the prize fight and then they go to London because it's the guy they followed went to London. So they're trying to find him in London and then eventually they find him and he's um, some guy's valet. And so they go to that guy's house and they find the proof and then they go back to Newcastle. But you say they like they're working together. Right. Demon's trying to keep her from all of this yeah. and she keeps randomly stumbling yeah. into the heart of it. Like That's a true. Goddamn baby. Deer. But look, I'm just trying to get the, the plot no. sketched out so we can tell you the rest of it. Yeah. So they find the evidence. They go back to Newcastle. They and... go to an orgy. <laughs> oh yeah, there's the orgy part where they find the evidence. Then they go back to Newcastle where they get caught by the criminal. I'm not even kidding because they want to change their clothes. Mm -hmm. And then uh, everything is resolved. Yeah. So the other part of this is obviously they're falling in love the whole time. Right. So they keep, in the course of this investigation, getting caught in compromising situations. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So one time she goes to see him after dark, throws some window, some rocks at his window. They have a conversation and he's like, I'm walking you home. So they start walking home and they get caught in a rain shower. And of course they have to take shelter in some shepherd's hut or something. Again, would have loved this, except they don't even make out. No, they do nothing. But I think the other important part about this sequence is while Demon is busy lusting after this 20 year old and not sure what to do with her and avoiding her, um, you also get several descriptions of how turned on his horse is by her horse. Oh my God, so true. <laughs> I, I forgot about that part. <laughs> like this really is a horse book. Uh, his horse's name is I Ivan the Terrible. Yeah. And Ivan the Terrible has it bad for Jessamy. Yeah, it's so and true. And you get several descriptions of uh -huh. Ivan the Terrible following Jessamy around. This is very true. This and is he so also true. talks about like how their relationship, she's his horse, where he just needs a light rain. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is gross and sexist. So disgusting. Cool. Yeah. So there's another part too, uh, where, so Flick is so innocent that she can kind of ignore the fact that he's really attracted to her. So I guess she's before, convinced herself he's too old, mature and like whatever yeah. to so, ever look twice at her. So here's the thing. Here's another thing that could have been in the trope section. We could have loved is that she has had a crush on him forever. Yes. And honestly, if she had, had a crush on him forever, sees him and she's like, oh, he actually is kind of attractive. Like, he's attracted to me, I can tell. And then she was like, I'm gonna get him to fall in love with me. I probably would have been more on board. Instead, she spends the whole time, like, talking herself into why he couldn't like her. Oh, he doesn't actually like me. You're just fooling yourself. Uh -huh. I hate it. Okay. Okay. So, they get caught in this cabin overnight. And then they both fall asleep. And then the sun comes up and he's like, uh Oh, I better walk her back. So he walks out and he's like saddling up his horse. And then her, one of the servants who works for the general comes by and instead of staying in the hut, like you would, if you had a brain, she's like, comes out and she's like, Oh, hello, Joey. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> and Joey's like, Oh, oh Mr. Sinster. And and, and then not only that, were in the cabin she all then night? mentions that they were in the cabin all night. So yeah. not only does she show that they're together. She's like, we were there all night. Yep. So Demon's like, all right, well, I'm going to propose. So they, you know, go back to 
the general's place and he's gonna propose. But you wanna know how Flick gets him not to propose? She tells me he looks like shit. She's like, yeah, she's like, really? You're gonna propose in those boots? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm not even kidding. This is the first time in this book where clothing is so important. So he goes home to change and get a carriage. And by the time he gets back, Flick has explained everything to the general and the general's like, oh, you're right. Demon would never compromise you. And so uh, Demon comes in and the general's basically like, eh, don't worry about it. You're fine. You were only seen by staff. Yeah. We'll explain to them. No, no biggie. Big and I honestly didn't hate that part because I also would not want to be married for something I didn't do. Yeah, I would have liked this. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to applaud her for mm-hmm. logicking her way out of a forced marriage. Except I was so pissed off by her, like, unnecessary stupidity. Oh, she was the one who forced the issue, yeah, in the first place. Right, like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, you're a 20-year-old woman who's smart enough to research a syndicate, mm-hmm. but you have literally no knowledge of how society is yeah. going to perceive what just went down. None. It's pretty stupid. It was so dumb. Yeah. And then, just so you know, they both have blonde hair and blue eyes. Well, these are their character traits. Yeah. I mean, the sinsters are all the same person, except they have different colored hairs and eyes. Yeah. So it's very important to know which one you're talking about. Right. So Demon is the blonde one with blue eyes. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> FYI. And then, so I was going to give Demon some credit mm-hmm. because they go to a country assembly and they're dancing and they go out in the garden and make out. Finally. And she's like, why are you making out with me? And he says, because I want to marry you. Like, literally, she's like, she's like, what are you doing? And he's like, I am going to marry you, girl. You are amazing. I want to marry you. So her convincing the general that they don't have to get a rush marriage made him realize that, oh, shit, I'm disappointed. I actually do want to marry her. So he starts courting her. Yeah, exactly. So honestly, here's the thing. In a better book, I would have probably really enjoyed how this went down. Yeah. Uh, but instead, so I always complain about how the sisters communicate by sex sex communication well like sex telepathy right sex telepathy that that also does like never works fyi guys sex telepathy doesn't work not a great form of communication on the whole so but so um i could have been he could have been like didn't she understand he wanted to marry her by the strength of feeling in his kiss but he didn't do that like he actually says i want to marry you uh, so I would have given him credit for that, except that, like, le- later when they go to London, she literally, so they go to London, and they get there, and he starts ignoring her. Well, the thing is, she didn't believe him to begin with. She didn't believe him. She thinks, oh, he must say that to all the girls to get in their bands. Yeah, which, which is, she thinks so highly of him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he first of all, he starts acting really aloof. But second of all, with the exception of that time in the garden Mm -hmm. pretty much every time they make out is to as part of the investigation to throw someone off the scent yeah and so she's also convinced that like he wouldn't be pawing at her behind every corner if they didn't need to keep up a disguise for the people they were spying on yeah um and he never tells her like no i I, i'm really courting you then he expects her to know this is how a sinister acts when they're courting a 20 year old right yeah, so that's the thing. They go to London, and he's like, I can't court her because people, they, I, I'm 31, and she's 20, and, and she should be... this is her first debut season. She should be courted by the 25-year-old Blades. Which, why? <laughs> I, I don't understand any of it. But first, 
we skipped something very important. Oh, Why God. did they go to London, Lane? Oh, because um, she gets compromised for real. For real, real? Yeah, so they go to, she, he goes to London to do some investigating. And while he's there, she just happens to stumble into a discussion of a price fight where the dude they've been following is going. Mm-hmm. So she decides to go on her own, mm-hmm. pretends to be a widow, follows him around by herself in widow's weeds. And when Demon gets back early and realizes she's done this, he's like, motherfucker, this 20-year-old innocent is going to a cockfight on her own. We're hosed. Yeah. So he flees there, and while he's, like, confronting in her room and doing a little light making out, thinking about how he can't actually ruin her. There's a knock on the door. And she's thinking, goddamn, ever since all these people at this cockfight saw this hot young widow come in, they've been, like, screaming outside her door. So Demon thinks it's just going to be another one he has to get rid of. And instead, it's this peer who Demon knows. Yeah, it's this dude who who Demon knows. And then, of course, Flick is just so curious. She walks right into his line she of sight, like, even though she's been hidden. She peeks around his, his shoulder like, ooh, who is it? And even though aristocrat dude doesn't recognize her, she's unveiled, unmasked, clearly yeah. really young, and Demon's like, it's going to take him five minutes yeah. to find out who she is. Plus, apparently this aristocrat dude lives on gossip. Yeah. So the only reason he gets invited places is because he will tell them the gossip. But Chekhov's gun never goes off because he yeah. gets mumps. He gets the mumps. So, the, so Demon is like, okay, let's go to town. Well, no. So Demon's like, we just got saw by the biggest gossip. We're compromised. You're compromised for real. So I'm gonna compromise you. Fuck it. That's true. So then they have sex. They have sex. And then he's like, okay, now you're gonna marry me. Now you're gonna marry me. You're act beyond like the fact that we just got caught. I actually had sex with you. Yeah. Marriage. And she beats him to it, goes to the general's house and is like, nothing happened again. Yeah. (laughs) And the general's like, okay. And Demon's like, look, I want to take her to London. I want to convince her to marry me. I'll stick her with my mom. Yeah. And the general's like, sounds good. And based on the information from the cockfight or whatever, they think they need to do more research in London. Yeah. Well, the guy's disappeared. The guy they were following has disappeared from the prize fight and they need to go find him. Uh, And so, you know, luckily for them, luckily for the plot, them going to London you know, coincides with the other the guy they're following around going to London. So they go to London, she enters society, and there's this understanding that she's going to be engaged to Demon. Because Demon took her riding in the park one time. He he took her in a carriage to the park. And then all the grand the grand dame saw him do this and they were like, Oh well, if a sinister does that then we all know that they're gonna get married. Which question. Um, Scandal didn't do this. Scandal, well, Scandal was up in Scotland. Right. So it's been two. It's been, so yeah, it's been Devil and now Demon. Well, and Vane. Demon, but, oh yeah, you're right, Vane too. Yeah, so it's been Devil and Vane. Yeah. This is enough of a pattern that society knows that this is how they do it. It's so weird to me. That's my that's my question too. Is this like a generational thing? I have no idea. Did all their parents do all their <laughs> all the brothers? Because they this is a big old family. So did they all do it? I don't know. Also, can we talk about Scandal's present but absentee father? Not Scandal, Demon. Demon. I know. I had such a problem with this. So the one of the big things that is known about the censors is that they're devoted to family. And so when. Demon brings 
flick to London, he sticks her with his mom. And yeah. he's talking about his mom. His parents are married. His yeah. dad lives there too. His dad lives there. His dad keeps it's like never named. Never. <laughs> no. He he's did not he, even We don't named. know what his name is. We don't like he doesn't eat with the family. He doesn't go to any of the family parties. He doesn't go to any balls. He like goes to his club and hangs out there. Like literally, I'm like, wait. I wouldn't want to marry someone. If this is how sisters mm -hmm. act after they get married, that's a no from me. Yeah. Sorry. We would uh, not marry any of these people, Meg. No, no, we wouldn't. <laughs> no, we wouldn't. Uh. Anyway, so they figure out that the dude they've been tracking is a footman. Yes. And, and he works for... But they don't know for who. Right, they don't know and for who. so Demon's like avoiding her at all these parties... And she's eventually like, oh my god, he doesn't want to marry me. What the hell is happening? I mean, I would feel the same way. He's like, let's go to London so I can court you. And then he takes her to London and ignores her. Yeah. He won't dance with her at any of the parties. And he won't excuse, talk with no, her He dances at any with her, parties. but he won't waltz with her. Right, right. He gives right. her oh, one god. dance, and it's always a country dance. He can't waltz with her because if anyone sees them waltzing... They'll know they were physically intimate. They'll know from her face... That she'd had sex with him. And he doesn't want to tell her this so because he doesn't want her to mask her natural reaction. <laughs> it's so stupid. It's so, it, and it's so, so offensive. It's so offensive. He treats her like she's four. It's gross. Anyway, so she starts getting courted. Uh, it comes out somehow in London, they think her aunt, whatever, that she's an heiress. Because she's an heiress. And then one of the dudes who's been hanging around her actually comes straight out and goes, are you engaged to Harry Sinster? And she says, no. She says, no, I'm not. And then all these fortune hunters start trying to compromise her. Right. And one of them, like, takes her into a dark alcove by asking her to see etchings. Would you like to see some etchings? She thinks there's actually etchings. There's not. He starts to try to force himself on her, but luckily, Demon was wise to the scheme. Yeah. Stops it, and then immediately has sex with her. Well... Not immediately, because first he has to berate her for not understanding what an etching actually means. Yeah, sorry. Um, anyway, it was stupid. But then they have sex. And look, this could have been kind of sexy, because they have sex outside on the balcony against the wall with all this jasmine that's yeah. like, it's very, like, smells really nice. I don't know. It could have been, like, super sexy. It could have. And yet, it wasn't. No. And I'm like, what, what happened, Stephanie? Because this is usually your, your fort. Yeah. You know? But no. Um, um, so at this point, she's confused. Yeah, she's, she's confused. like, okay, he's trying to sex telepathy me, but I'm not understanding what. It this all is the message is not coming across. She's like, he's having sex with me, but not, and then not in public. I know that sounds really stupid, but like, he won't. He doesn't pay me. He he'll have sex with me, but he won't talk to me. And then one of the relatives is like. Oh, this is just what they do. This is what sisters do. And, and she's like, oh, I get it now. But here's the thing. She was unwilling to marry him. Mm -hmm. She came to London to get to know him mm -hmm. better. Mm -hmm. He then disappears because this is his version of courtship. I, they're at cross purposes and they never talk to each yeah. other about it. So anyway. Perhaps my favorite part is she finally is like, look, we have to talk about this. Yeah. So she brings him back to where she's staying, her, his mother, his parents' place. So they get back there and she's like, we have got to talk about this. So they have this whole conversation and he literally in the conversation says, I could say I love you and I do. And it's like, well then. You just said it, demon. And just say, goes, I a, love you. It's supposed to be a sexy romantic monologue, and it's just eye really. It's, it's really annoying, but then they do it. It's fine. And whatever. So they're now on the same page. They yep. understand what's going on. He explains everything. And then they make up. They're engaged. They're all fine. But then, then he goes, 
on some errand, and while she's riding home from a par- like I- event, something she sees the dude they've been looking yeah. for. She and the carriage she's in. Yes. She's with Demon's mother at the time, who's able to tell her who the aristocrat is that this dude mm-hmm. works for. Finds out that he's like old Host- money, but hosting this, hosting masquerade. this masquerade. So she's like, okay, I'm going to go. So she just, Demon's still gone. She can't get a hold of him, but she knows he's supposed to be back at like eight o'clock. Yeah. She's like, okay, to get there on time, we have to leave at six. So I'll take his footman. We'll leave a note. He'll meet us ASAP. I'm going to go to this party. Yeah. Masquerade means orgy. Apparently, masquerade means orgy. Um, yeah. It also, I thought it was really funny. It's stupid, but funny is that the invitation that was received was for Vane mm-hmm. and not his wife. Yeah. Uh, Patience. Patience. So Patience's name was left off of it. And she thinks nothing of this. Just, oh, I guess they didn't realize that they were married. Yeah. I mean, instead of, hmm, this seems suspicious. <laughs> no. So she just heads off to this masquerade. And... She's when she there, gets there, she's like, oh, this is very interesting. And the boss, uh, so th- uh, they're not quite sure if the boss of the dude they've been looking for is going to be the dude or if some other aristocrat had poached his footman. Yeah. So they're like kind of going to spy. But of course, the second she's there, she's beset by like all these ledgers. men. Luckily, Demon eventually gets there. And then they decide, th- this may be my favorite part of the book, is that they have to investigate to find evidence. And the way they investigate is by making out in front of every door and falling against it. And, uh, and opening to, like, it. find them empty. Yeah. So eventually they... And none it. of the rooms are empty. FYI, they're, they're in every <laughs> single room of this house, there is a couple or more in the room getting at it. Getting at it. So they find a locked door, they go in, they find the evidence they're looking for, and then they realize, shit, we just broke into a locked door and we can hear people coming. So in order to cover up their reason for being in this locked area, he just starts actually having sex with her. Yeah, he like pulls her top down, pushes her skirts up. The guy comes in the room and he's like, do you mind? I'm a little busy over here. Yeah, and then he leaves and he keeps going because he, he's he, like, well, we have, in case he's listening at the door, like we gotta, he's like, we gotta make this seem real <laughs> and time it. We gotta make it seem real. So I'm just going to fuck you on this task. And again, this could have been like great. really hot. And then they ruin it yes. because when they leave the, the, their tryst, they go back to the main area uh-huh. to make sure they're seen having uh-huh. left. They've got the evidence in his pocket and there's like some weird sex activity going on in the middle of the room and he shields it from her because she's like, too innocent. He turns her head into his chest and I'm like, oh my god, demon, you just like had public sex with her on yeah. a desk. She can't see an orgy? I don't know. It was just... It was Even if she didn't want to see handled. it. Like, here's the thing. If, if she... If she if this had been from her viewpoint and she thought, ah, I don't really want to see that, fine. But no, it was from his viewpoint. He's like, he like turned her head. Like also, she'd been at this orgy for like two hours without you. She's yeah. seen shit. What are you protecting her from? She's, she's seen some shit. Well, and the other thing is he's opening all the doors and like protecting her from seeing some of what's behind them. Because yeah. She's not ready for these things yet. And it's like, it's oh, so let stupid. her be the judge of that, right? you weirdo. Uh, so they've got the evidence. They go back to Newcastle. And then, like I said, instead of going straight to the jockey club with this evidence to clear Dylan's name, he's like, "Uh, better change my clothes. Well, and go. And go get Dylan. Go get Dylan. So they change their clothes. They go get Dylan. The villain comes and tries to shoot them. And they all live happily ever after. Dylan Dylan blocks the shot, which apparently redeems him. Because Um, criminals never face punishment. Right. And then that's the end. Great. Yep. Let's talk about the offensiveness. Um, 
I, with I, this been over a lot of it throughout. So one example that I really didn't like actually is she gets this new dress to go to the assembly, mm -hmm. and she's like, "Wow, this dress is really reasonably priced. That's great." Demon offset the cost of the dress. Which the whole thing is he won't escort her yeah. because he doesn't want to like make her the topic of gossip. Paying for her dress is going to cause a lot more gossip. And it just really bugged me. Yeah. Because you really think this is going to be kept secret? Right. I don't know. Um, oh, this is my favorite thing. He, he, they're riding in a carriage and she really wants to drive the carriage. And Which he's she's like, not expressing. He can tell from her eyes. He can tell from her eyes that she really wants to, to drive and he knows she likes horses. So he's like, all right. He's like, you want to drive my Phaeton or what, you know, whatever they're driving. And she's like, really? I would love to. Here's the line. Never in his entire career had he let a female handle his cattle. Can I tell you that it just comes off as so much worse for me. I know. When they think female instead of woman. Oh, I know. I hate it. I hate when they say sinister male as well. Yeah, like the second you use male and female instead of man and woman, it comes off as so yeah. much more condescending yeah. and like inherently patriarchal yeah. and sexist to me. I really I don't wish, know why. Oh, no. It's, but I agree. I 100% yeah. agree. Uh, I also really hate the fact this could have been so first of all I was like ooh what does it mean handle his cattle and I'm like oh it means driving his horses you know it just would have been really funny if it had been a sexual metaphor it wasn't and it wasn't which usually with Stephanie it is yes yes uh, in this book, unlike some of the others, we actually see one of his former paramours mm -hmm. so she's she's being a real bitch. Mm -hmm. She's being really mean to Felicity. Mm -hmm. And then she goes to see Demon and she's like, Demon, I can't believe you left me. We had such a good thing going. And he's just a major asshole to her. And like, I get it. She was being mean. And apparently he dumped her before. Right, right, right. So I get it. But it was still... Basically, he was like, oh, I don't want any of those jades anymore. Oh, we forgot that there's false jealousy because he... Apparently, in order to distract himself from her every night, he's flirting with a different woman. Yeah. So he's not just, like, watching her and letting her have her fun. He's mm -hmm. also, like, keeping up the guys that he's flirting. I don't yeah. know. It was so dumb. Yeah. We have talked about how they constantly keep flicking the dark about everything. So yeah. I don't think we need to belabor the point. But, I just go on another rant. Yeah. But basically, I, I mean, they keep her in the dark about everything. This includes prize fights, mistresses, brothels, orgies, etchings, fortune hunters. You know? So that's going to affect her. Yeah. It's so stupid. Out of house. So the reason why he wasn't around to take her to the masquerade is because he was out house hunting without her. He bought a house without her. He does think we seem to be on the same page about everything. Yeah. So I know whatever I get, she's going to like. But like, or you could just consult her opinion. You could find a house that you think she's going to like and take her there. And she'll be like, wow, this house is beautiful. Do you think it's for sale? And he's like, it is. I'm actually ready to sign if you love it. Whatever. Yes. I'm sorry. Compare this with Lady Sophia's lover. Do you remember when yes. Sir Ross and Sophia went house hunting? I do. I remember the sex on the mechanical horse thing. It was so hot. There were so many, like, what an opportunity you missed here, Stephanie, to have sex in, like, different houses around yeah. town. Missed it. So dumb. Ugh. All right, sexiness. We, I think, have talked about this, sadly, just not as sexy as it should have been. Yeah, it's... Also, sex is compared to horseback riding a lot. A or, lot. Or he thinks about it. Like, he actually thinks when he's penetrating her for the first time, like, I know she's a virgin, but she rides a stride. She rides so horses, this isn't gonna, But specifically a stride. Yeah. I was like, I don't know that that's how that works, but okay. Yeah. Well, and I don't think they ever, maybe once or twice, do they have sex in a bed. 
Um, I think one's in the bed. Yeah, no, it's not because he's like, oh, this is going to be easier for her since oh, she's the riding. Dresser. They're in a bedroom. Right, 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 right. <laughs> oh yeah, and in that one, we've got the mirror play, which is a Stephanie Lawrence thing. Yeah, she sees his butt in the mirror while they're getting it and on. And she'd seen other people having sex earlier, and she was like, oh my god, we look so much better. <laughs> really? I loved. <laughs> it was actually really. She's like, oh my god, that other guy, his butt was all wobbly, but demons of hot. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and I mean, look, I, I I love the logic that's basically like, well, we're ruined, so let's get it on anyway. No, we do. I'm never going to argue with that. I just... Uh, yep. It was the lack of communication during that yes. sequence. He's thinking, all right, we're getting married, and she's thinking, all right, I'm getting dicked. Yep, yep. Yeah, so se we already said sex is horse riding, apparently. It's so weird. Because she, I mean, she rides him a lot. Like, uh, yeah. A lot. It just, they were so not sexy together yes. that it just, a lot of things that could have been hot weren't. But I would say that this is just a, even just the text on the page. Yeah. If you stuck this in Devil's Bride, it doesn't compare. No, it doesn't it's compare. quantity, quality, or description. <laughs> Very true. And like, I will totally acknowledge that to a degree she made her own bed with this one. If you put these descriptions in a Julia Quinn, for example. You'd be like, whoa, Julia. Good girl. got into you. <laughs> but for Stephanie Lawrence, this is downright tame. It's true. So anyway, if you are a completist, go ahead and read this book. But honestly, I would skip it. In summary, Meg texted me when I finished this book that without the crazy, it's just sexist. And she's right. Yeah, so... Well, we hope you enjoyed listening to this. We certainly enjoyed talking about the book more than we enjoyed reading it. Yeah, so thanks for listening. 